Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. The team has split up, with Gears and Odysseus taking a ride to Everett with Nick to look in on Lino and have an old-fashioned stakeout. Mr. Parsons needs some more time to recover from being manhandled by an orc, and Sunny's got patience to see in a few hours. Zoe's using her insomnia to her advantage to do some Matrix recon on Aegis Safeguard security. With a successful run and the promise of more work to come, the runners settle in for some well-earned downtime. Our GM is Max. Alan Parsons is played by Robin. Odysseus is played by John. Gears is played by Jay. Zoe is played by Sarah. And Sunny Day is played by Cassie. We hope you enjoy listening. <laughs> Are you sharing any of your the information you're getting from your Google shirt, Sarah? Yeah. Yes. I mean, not the stuff about Daryl. Okay, fair enough. Um, Sunny's going to want to know if Gavilan has any ties to Arcadia. Why why would you want to know that? (laughs) Well, um, because the mother-in-law is also... all All of his accounts were in Arcadia that were frozen. Oh. Alright, uh, you're gonna have to make another perception matrix test. You can buy, like, two successes to find this information out. You don't actually have to roll. Oh, okay, then I can buy three. The answer is yes! 23% of Arcadia's <laughs> shareholder comes from Gavilan. And yes! They have some stock in them, yeah. Not much, but some. 23%. Magic number. Okay. So we can assume Not- that there's some fingers in the pot for the the mother-in-law between these two and this age is secure, safeguard security. So as players, what do you think that means? Um, I think that this means that we are going up against some very well-connected people. Okay. Yep. Uh, yes, well-connected, but... It looks like maybe it might be like a puppet master connection. So if you just sever the puppet master, all of the rest of it falls apart. Anybody have any corporate security skills? <laughs> well, I have matrix security. I've got corporate security skills. John, can you be by at least two successes? Um, I have corporate security skills. Can you buy at least? I think you would. Is it, is it logic that goes into corporate? Security? Yeah, um, I know Jay can buy that. Then no, I can only buy one. I've got eight all eight points all together with logic and corporate. So you can buy two successes. Okay. So Jay, you would know that if this security company is connected in that way, then it is normal protocol that certain individuals, if they're on the to call list for shit that happens. Yeah, it'll trickle down from Aegis Safeguard Securities that, hey, shit happened at this address, and it affects this company in particular. They'll pass that information on like a free flow straight to Miss Van Zant in Arcadia. Okay, I'll let them know that. So it just means that, in translation, if you get into Aegis and it can be pinned down that you're doing something with that particular address and you don't clean up your mess behind you, she's going to know what moves you make. Well, she's going to know what we looked at. Yes. So I would probably need to make it look like somebody was just grabbing as many random files as possible. You do it however you want. 
and then you have pay data for later. Exactly. Sell that shit off. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So I guess the bus driver is now going to go drive around and drop people off. And then you three are going to make a drive up to Everton and go check out Lino's place. Everton or Everett? Everett. I keep doing that. Everton is a football club in England. Everett. And Alan's going to take the time to actually get with Zoe and ask her to upgrade his uh, licenses and sin <laughs> at some point. Didn't we already do that? No. Okay. I couldn't remember if we did it. I know we talked about it a while ago. Yes. Yeah. But we never got to got around to doing it. Do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zoe doesn't need to sleep. Sleep. <laughs> I can sleep for. I can sleep for a couple hours. It's fine. So he's just going to. I don't remember the price we discussed. I. I don't think I sent you a price, but I will, and it will. How how far up are we doing it? What are you at now, and what do you want to be I'm at? at a, I'm at a two, and I want to be a four. Oh wow! Dang. That's several weeks worth of work. Yeah, I and hope. he's not expecting it immediately. It's just he really. Two to a four? That'll yeah. probably be like three straight days. <laughs> <laughs> to normal mortals, it would take weeks worth of work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't have to do a job in between. <laughs> so, uh, Gears drives around, dropping off Sunny, Alan, and Zamora at their respected locations. It is now... Maybe 5.30 in the morning by the time you are finally heading toward Everett. Yeah. The three of you. Mick is wide awake. He's dragging down on long hauls at this point in time. Whenever there's a chance to get out of the vehicle and smoke. Because, you know, I'm not sure that... Does uh, Gears mind if people smoke in his van? In the van, no. Okay, so yeah. I'd probably smoke with him. Okay. Does Odysseus smoke long hauls? No. Okay. Odysseus does not smoke. Alrighty then. Um. He just stares with a abject frown of disappointment. That that's what keeps him awake. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Judging. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. He's got to get into character real quick. The sun's coming up. <laughs> After taking mostly in-city roads to get around and a few highway options, you finally get on I-5 and begin heading north. The debris from last night's endeavor of all the gang fights is visible. You drive past a large semi-truck, one of the automated ones that is turned off to one side and on no longer on fire. It's burnt now. It's rubble. And um, there is a series of uh, police drones around it, as well as some sort of insurance adjuster and a small collection of armed guards. There are paramedics, as well as other burnt-out vehicles on the highway. Uh, lots of rubberneckers make the early morning drive difficult, but luckily you are able to finally catch up to one of the scoop trucks, is what they've been so uh, referred to as. And it's a very... Uh, powerful high-speed uh, forklift truck that drives up, 
scoops up the trash, immediately dumping it onto a flatbed truck driving alongside of it so that it can clear the road and the early morning traffic can start back up. I was actually thinking about, like, it's like, man, I wonder if they employ, like, are they called the snow plows, you know? So you just like <laughs> shove oh, you everything off to the side and let somebody else deal with it later, you know? Like, that doesn't sound like a half bad idea. Like a snow plow like truck that will just drive toward the makeshift barricades that the gangers have built. It doesn't happen a lot. So probably between, uh, the downtown drop off for Sunny, uh, sorry, the Bellevue drop off for Sunny, and uh getting on I-5 and heading north, you probably went through about two, three barricades, and near, farther toward Everett, you catch up to the, the snowplow-like truck that's just slamming into them and pushing them out of the way. Yeah. News helicopters are flying over, giving a early morning, Hey, commuters, welcome to another wonderful day in Seattle. If you're going up the I-5 north, you can go ahead and move over to the far left-hand lane because there's a plow truck going ahead push all the rubble out of the way from last night's adventures by the gangers. Lone Star has been on scene trying to deal with all these rabble rouses, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's, that's kind of like the early morning radio that you can hear blaring out unless you listen to music. Um... Pulling into Everett, the sun is just now coming up. So you were there when the sun came up. If Now you've gone there to the sun's gone down. Now it's coming back up. So you guys have been at it for a while. You get off I-5, you begin driving through some of the suburb streets into some nice-looking neighborhoods, single-floor, suburban homes, semi-well-maintained lawns, some of them grayed or patched marked. This is, uh, this was in, um, January, right? We're still in, mm-hmm. we're still in January time. Technically speaking, yes. Um, so, <clears throat> as you begin driving around through the different suburbs and he's giving you some instructions, he wants you to stop probably about a block away from the house in question. And you do. It's a nice two-story house. The second floor looks like it might just be like a single bedroom. There are three cars out front. They're nice cars, too. Uh, the house has a picket fence around the front half and an actual privacy fence going on the back half. The neighborhood doesn't look that low class. Probably upper middle class kind of individuals living around here. Mm, the driveway looks like it holds four cars, but one car is currently missing. And uh, as he pulls up, Lucky has already been started talking about Lino. Lino's a young man. He had everything going well for him. I don't know why he would make this kind of mistake. He must have been coerced by her. She's a terrible person. She would do this kind of stuff, convince people to do terrible things. He should be the kind of stay, he's the kind of stay at home guy. He stays out late at night, so he's probably just now getting back in from partying and stuff like that. <clears throat> he asks if your van or either of y'all can see like heat and stuff like that. I have goggles. I don't know if they would, can I switch them to their image goggles? I don't know if I could switch them to heat mode. A thermographic mode would be something you would have to have purchased when you got the goggles. Oh, I didn't. Okay. So, no, you can't detect heat. Uh, Yeah, neither can I. The good news is, is your vehicle can kind of detect heat, Jay. The piloting program has a sensor program, which you can use to kind of 
get into your system and mess with it to get a slight infrared. It's not very accurate. It's really kind of like an 8-bit or 16-bit heat scan. Okay, I'll tell him that, and then I'll go into this system and see what I can see. You'll be making a logic per- perception, and your limit is the sensors on your vehicle. Logic is 6. I don't have perception. <laughs> so you default on it? Yeah. And the sensors on my vehicle. Jury rig to improve the sensors at all? No? Okay. I don't know what my limit on a vehicle would be. Sensor. The You, you should have a sensor stunt. It's between pilot and the number of seats a vehicle will have. It's a Savannah something is the name of the vehicle. Oh. No, that's not it. So you should have handle, speed, acceleration, body, armor, pilot, sensor. That's the order of your stat. I don't know, because this was a weird vehicle that you gave me. It wasn't something that was in the book that I thought. No, it's not in the book, but I remember giving you the stats. You probably did. I swear I wrote them down. It should be about a two. Okay, so the limits are two, then. That's correct. So what's when you say by perception's default, that means zero? Yeah, it means you go based upon your stat, you minus one, so if your logic is six, it's you're actually rolling five dice. I got one success. One success. Alright, so you're getting a, you get the thermographic image as best as you can, and he asks you to check out which vehicle looks like it's warm, and yes, one of the vehicles does have a little bit of heat coming off it, showing that it was, was used. And it's, um, uh, it's a, uh, uh, an escort, a Ford escort sitting near the curb. I'll point out the car to him. He's like, all right, good. That we can we can kind of go on the notion that that might have been Lino coming in late. That's good. Um, John, can you go ahead and make a perception as well? Five successes. Um, you're looking around the area. It's pretty suburb. You're paying attention to whatever's going on, and um, you can with five successes, which is an incredible amount. You can see that... You can see through the walls of the house. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of the words I want to use to describe this. You can see that there is a security camera, which is not unusual, security cameras pointing at streets and stuff like that, but there's a security camera up on one of the nearby telephone poles pointing toward Mr. Lino's house. I mean, it's, you know, a security camera, not a big deal, but you, you were in the van while everybody else was there, and it says the initials, the, uh, what do they call it when you abbreviate the name of a company? Acronym. The acronym. The acronym on the side of the camera is for Aegis Safeguard Securities. Ass. Yep. And in your mind, your training clicks in and tells you, Hey, look at that shit. Yes. No, AJ okay. safeguard securities. Um, can I um can I take down uh his address as well so that I can pass the information to Zoe and have her pull the security footage? Of course, of course. Not excited. Would you be asleep if I wanted to? Well, if I got home, I would probably feed my cat browse the internet for a little bit, looking at weird-ass pictures, and then try to go to sleep. Okay. So, yeah, as you're sitting there, you're seeing that, your mind's like, huh, 
Well, that's strange. Begin looking around the other CCTV cameras that are around the area, looking at local cameras, looking at people's yards, because everybody posts and advertises what kind of people they've got they're protecting. You see Ares Security Corp over there. You see a Knight Errant subsidiary over there. But you don't notice very many ass cameras about just this one. You also realize, based upon your security training, that the camera itself isn't wired into any other system. It's wireless. It's here. And it looks like it was attached to the pole via just like some clamps and some screws. Not like it was actually, you know, part of the pole when it was erected. It's like somebody just slapped the sucker on there. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I'm assuming that this was put there to watch Lino, not by Lino to be watched. Sure. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. That sounds like a really good assumption at this point. Oh, I'm also thinking that it might not be safe to approach the house unless we want to be seen doing it. Uh, are you letting anyone else know this? Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll point the camera out to Lucky and uh, Lucky and Gears and let them know. I don't think it, I don't think that we should go near the house as long as that camera's pointing to it. Unless unless Gears can break into the video system like uh, like Zoe does and put it on a loop. Anyone got a silencer on their guns? <laughs> Lucky sits there and says, "I never waste my my time with that stuff." Uh, yeah, I do, but uh, I think the feed going dark will alert somebody. So we'll be out of here before. All we needed to, all we needed to do is go black for like five minutes, right? He says, sir, and says, yeah, but I want more than five minutes to, uh, I, you know, we got to get in there and get him. We don't know what kind of uh, problems we may come across. That makes any sense? And if they're watching him this hard, what we should do is wait till he gets out and about, track his ass down, make sure he's alone, toss him into a van, and drive off with him. It's pretty easy. I've done it a couple of times. And, uh... To him? To who? To the same guy? No, not Lino. <laughs> we were on good terms. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll pull over somewhere where we're non-conspicuous, and we'll stake him out. Okay. Well, it's during the time in which Lino's in the house. So now it's, you gotta figure out a time in which Lino's out and about. So it means, um, he wants, Lucky wants to sit right here out of view of the camera and wait for Lino to leave the house. Right. For as many hours as it's gonna take. Okay, I'm gonna take a nap. He's okay. Wake me up. <laughs> oh man, I was also hoping to take a nap. You guys should have brought Snake Well, yeah, we can all take a nap except for him. He'll wake us up. Um. Yeah. So I'll I'll tell I'll tell Lucky to wake me up if he starts falling asleep. Okay. We can trade off watches. So Zoe, you will get a text message at some point in time that says four six six seven Dale Avenue. <laughs> I'll type back. Who is this? How'd you get this number? <laughs> and then. Also, just kidding. I know who this is. Bob. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll also, I'll also, um, tell her, uh, um, wireless Aegis camera 
we need the we need the last what twelve hours of video from it. Sure, you can do it. Man, you guys are just racking up a bill. <laughs> do, you, do you message me then? Yes. <laughs> I'll say put it on Lucky's tab. Do you tell Lucky he putting this on his tab? Yeah. Because <laughs> if I'm eventually going to hit this place, like I'm going to have to be really smart about how much information I take from each place or be really careful and slow about the process of getting into it. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be good. This wasn't quoted in the price earlier. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't believe there was any price quoted at all. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't. You're doing this all for free. No. You're, such a, you're such a good person. All right. Uh, maybe about two hours or so pass before Lucky sits there and goes, Hey, uh, hey, Giz, wake up. And this, of course, wakes you up too, Odysseus. He sits there and goes, Ah, uh, yeah, sun's up, my eyes hurt, I need some breakfast, and I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> a two-hour stakeout. Yeah, dude, you feel amazingly refreshed after two hours of sleeping. Both you do. He, on the other hand, looks like warm shit. I'll ask, I'll ask him if he wants to take a nap while we watch. I... Yeah, I'll go ahead and take a nap. Somebody go get some food. Are you going to walk? <laughs> <laughs> you can have somebody deliver it to the van. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking I get like, delivered to the van. Yeah, that shit happens. All right, so he's going to just pop the seat back. We're on a stakeout. Give me the food. I mean, you know, Sonny wasn't going to like say anything in front of everybody else, but she was like, you're getting too old for this shit, Nick. You need your sleep. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, so he pops the chair back and pulls his hat down a little bit. Oh, that's right. He wears a fedora, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you two want to do now that your boss has passed out in the passenger seat? It doesn't even take maybe five, six minutes, but he's gone through the entire pack of long hauls, so he should technically be alive for a year or two, but he's already he's already uh, old manned it out. I'm just resting my eyes. Yeah, right. I'll just oh. stay on watch. Yeah, actually, um, I'll I'll suggest to Gears if he wants to have some. Uh, what was that taco hut delivered? I I, I could really do a um a chalupa libre or whatever it was called. Taco del Far. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down for that. Delivered to your stakeout table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's gonna pay attention, right? Sure. Just suburbia. Why is, that, why is that pizza delivery van like right next to that other van, just handing off pizzas? No, I got an idea. Can I get my drone, that's the flying one, on top of my car to get up and go get the food for us? Yeah, maybe if you go through a stop and Taco go. Taco Temple. Taco Temple was a suggestion by the audience. Taco Temple. Yeah, Temple. yeah. Fly, fly your assault drone through the drive-through of Taco Temple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all your tacos. <laughs> Here's the crud stick. Oh my god. 
where you can pay in advance. So I'm assuming you're going to contact Taco Temple so you can get a Chalupa del Grande. Chalupa Libre. Chalupa Libre. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what that is, but it's got to be amazing. It, it really liberates your bowels. It's a um, flour corn tortilla that is deep fried. Then it is a uh, battered chunk of lard that is also deep fried uh, with lettuce and tomato and pickles. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it definitely will mess you up. But in the long run, it's food. It tastes great. All right. So it's not it's not lard. It's soy. Soy. Different flavors flavors of of soy. Soy lard. So you guys are sitting in the van when all of a sudden there's this loud rumbling noise. From outside, the van shimmies and shakes a little bit, and all of a sudden, a jet fighter takes off onto the horizon. Uh, John, sorry, Jay, you need to make a... Because it's going a great distance, you need to make a... I'm trying to remember what it is. It would be a payment to fly your drone. It's only going to cost you about 10 yen. You gotta contact the local airport authority, let them know that your drone is flying around. You don't tell them it's armed, you just tell them your drone is flying around, and they tag it to an ID that the drone is supposed to be attached to, so that they know it's going to be flying around, and they don't shoot it out of the air. But it costs you about 10 yen to fly your drone there to pick up food. Yeah, I'll do that. Alright, do you make the weapons detached before it leaves, or do you keep them attached? I will detach them. So what everybody doesn't see are two assault rifles sitting on the top of your van with belt feeds attached to them. All right. So, uh, yeah, the drone flies off, goes get some taco temple food, and comes back probably about a good 30 minutes later. It's nice, hot, fresh food. And, um, yeah. So now you guys have been on the stakeout for three hours. You're eating taco temple food. Wrappers are filling up the back of your van. And Lucky has curled up into the front seat and just... It's crashed hard Z's. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll set a, uh, um, Chalupa Libre gently next to him so that when he wakes up, he can have it. Okay. How long do you guys want to stay on this watch? I don't know. How long can a uh, maintenance man sit in a relatively posh neighborhood before drawing attention? <laughs> I've already rolled once. All day. <laughs> Ten minutes before. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, as you're sitting there crumbling up your last, John, uh, Jay, you sit there and you're watching the house. He's crashed out in the seat. John's character's in the back doing stuff. And a knight-errant police vehicle is now... uh, You guys are on the far side of the street for so that you're facing oncoming traffic. The knight-errant police vehicle, you see it turns onto the street and instead it pulls into oncoming traffic direction and parks like three or four cars back behind you guys. And it's parking on the side of the street where you guys are parked at. Oh. Yep. I'm make Nick up. All right, he's got eight. We're going to have to subtract because he's tired two. The long hauls are kicked in. He loses another two. All right, yeah, you wake him up. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh. Starts adjusting his hat. What's going I was on? telling him that we got some company behind us. All right, looking out the side windows both directions, you see night errant vehicle has come to a stop. The driver's door has popped open, so he's stepping out onto the sidewalk. He has a passenger in the 
he's got another police officers in the passenger seat at this point in time. And, uh, you know, you can see him, him on his, uh, his radio, his little comm link. The driver has stepped out at this point in time. You can definitely take visible gain that he's unholstering or unlatching his pistol on his side. And the aerial drone detaches from the top of the night errant vehicle. I detached mine from the top of my. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Do they, are they paying, who are they paying attention to? You have no idea at this point in time. Oh. A cop car, I'm just describing a cop car parking on the street corner. Can I, um, can I make a perception roll to see if there's anything else that might look suspicious enough for them to be here? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jay, would you like to make a perception roll too to see if you notice anything suspicious other than yourself? Um, I want are we in front of a house? Yes. Okay. You're not in front of Lino's house, but you are in front of a, in front of a house. What's, uh, what do you think oh. Nick's stuff is? His logic is a five and his perception's a four. So he's got nine dice to work with. Okay. Does he have to subtract anything from the long house? Okay, so, so let's see if we can... Two successes. Okay, yeah, Nick's kind of, like, looking around. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He's adjusting himself. He sees the, uh, queso libra. Did I say it right? Chalupa libra Ch- or something. Cheese liberation. <laughs> um, I, I so only got two successes. Alright, so you're looking around. The cop gets out, and as the aerodrone takes off, the aerodrone starts doing a, a perimeter fly around. So you guys are slightly aware of this. The drone's gonna fly around in a big circle for doing something. Uh, most likely looking for someone or something in particular. Um, what is it? Is it circling my van? No. Like, is my van the center of the circle? No. No. That's okay. your first clue that, that they're not, they most likely aren't here for you. The cop gets out, and as, he, as he's unlatched his gun, he steps past the door, shuts it, and takes a few steps, walks up the street uh, to the sidewalk that leads up to one of these nice cream-colored houses in suburbia town. Ooh, it's a meth lab. And uh, he's, ah. walking, he's walking toward it, and... Yeah, he's got his little comm link out, he's touching his ear PC, he's, he- he's just him by himself, his partner hasn't got out at this point in time. Do you guys want to do anything? Nope. Nothing. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna ready my uh, my new toy. Okay. Nick's gonna dig into the ch- Chalupa Libre. Hell yeah, man! This stuff is nasty. I don't know how people can eat there, this. Oh, no. Are there any other vehicles along the street? Yes. Between you and the police car, there are three other vehicles. One of which is a uh, much older model vehicle that's up on blocks. Uh, in front of you, there's a gap as it leads into a dirt road that is a utility line access point. And past the uh, opening in front of you, because you're parked on the curb, there are cars there as well. All the cars are parked to the left-hand side of the road. And the right-hand side of the road has no cars parked to it. It's got the yellow paint on that side. Is there room for another vehicle? In front of you, yes, but it will be blocking the utility access road. But behind you, no, there is no room. You're butt up to another car. Okay. So Cobb gets out. He starts walking toward the door. The drone at this point in time, I'm assuming 
John, you're paying attention to it because you got two perception. Uh, the drone at this point in time, it circled the area, and as it's come full circle from where it started to, it then begins staying over the police officer as he starts walking up to the, the house. Uh, the other cop now is getting out of the car. He's yelling at his friend, hey, man, wait up, I'm coming. You can definitely tell the first cop is the senior cop. The second cop is the junior cop. The junior cop kind of comes around the car pretty quickly. The senior cop just kind of makes gestures for him to stay over near the car, or, yeah, whatever. Walks up, begins banging on the door. A um, woman answers the door. Uh, let's just do some ethnicities first, okay? The, uh, the two cops are the first cop the senior cop is asian and the junior cop is hispanic in appearance and a african-american woman answers the door uh the two begin exchanging they all human they're all human all human let's just start with that one they're all human they start exchanging some words and stuff like that and then she immediately turns and fingers toward the van i want to call i want to call my car uh to come by and start heading towards us. Okay. All right. So you as lean over. You lean. You let her know. All right. You uh, the, you get register on your phone that the car is now driving. The cop sits there and begins talking to her and whatnot. Pulls out his little device and starts playing with it. She starts making gestures and whatnot, and she does stuff and makes more finger gestures. He gets some information, turns, sees the vehicle, and are you paying attention? Because he's on the driver's side. Uh, John, so you're facing the cop car from where you're at, and so you can see the junior cop through the back window of the van. Jay, you, if you looked out the driver's window, you would be looking toward, back over your shoulder toward the house and the uh, senior police officer. Are you currently doing that? So I could see them through my rear view. Not rear view, but the, the door mirror. Yes, side, side, the driver's side. Yeah. Mirror. Yeah, yeah. I just I'll watch him through that. All right. He begins having conversation with you. Like I say, he covers for, for a minute or two, and he starts walking back down the sidewalk. Now he seems to be paying attention to the van, and he's talking to the junior cop at this point in time. The junior cop, on the other hand, sees what's going on. John, you see him walk back around the cop car, and he's come to the front of it, and he's taking along the side of the road so he's in the roadway walking up along the passenger side of the van and you see him as he's moving he goes click and does his little gun thingy and he starts moving up toward the van i'm gonna tell them that i got this don't worry about it all right i'll tell them just follow along with me all right after a moment or two the cop walks up and raps on the window he doesn't get in view of the window you can see him in the mirror so he's like reach out tap 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 i'll roll the window down and say can I help you, officer? Morning to you. Morning to you. Uh, yeah, I got a complaint that uh, you've been parked here for a while. I don't know how long we've been parked here. It's been a little while. Um, I'm just waiting. I got a call to uh, repair this guy's car. I guess it's a high-dollar car. I don't know, you know who, who the owner is, but they said that to meet him here, and I need to work on it. All right, so he looks back at the length of cars behind because it's not any of these? No, it's not any of these, sir. John, you can see the kids come up to the back end of the van now. He's playing some sort of stealth spy mission in his own goddamn head and is going to get himself 
fucking killed because he's actually pulled his gun out and he's not got the taser out. He's actually got his tiny little pistol 22 in his hand and he's looking ahead and he's like hiding behind the edge of the van and the gun, but you're in the window like sitting over him looking down. Like he has no <laughs> idea you're less than six inches away from him because well, the van's sorry. just that dirty. Before we go, um, Nick's uh, charisma is what, an eight? Eight. And then his influence or leadership or... He's a five. He's a five, okay. Just, he's going to help back him up it, when it's necessary. Okay. In case and, uh, he needed. What I'm doing is I'm waiting for my other car to show up. So you're trying to delay the police officer as much as possible. Yeah, well, so what he's doing is that when the car shows up, that's the car that he was waiting on to work on. Yes, exactly. Ah, got it. I understand now. All right, let's see if Nick can help at all. One, two, three, four, five, six successes. All right, Jay, Nick's using his leadership plus charisma to give you six extra dice plus increase your social limit by one. You will get to make a charisma plus con roll. And that's basically to con the cop into to believing your story. If you don't have charisma, charisma plus con. I probably don't have con, but then I get six extra. Yes, and so you default on your charisma. Okay. Three successes. Uh, what's your social limit? Social limits? What would, where would I find that? Next to you, like your mental limit and physical limit. Social limit five. All right. So... You begin explaining to the cop what's going on. He's just like, yeah, no, I understand. The lady said she saw something like a, an airplane take off the top of this thing and fly away and come back. And she's just really concerned because apparently you're parked in her husband's spot. And she wants to make sure you're gone by the time he shows up. Oh, yeah. I apologize. I didn't realize I was in someone's spot. I do have something that took off from the top of my vehicle. It's just a... It's part of my delivery service, and uh, I send messages and parts. Well, I have it go out and get parts for me and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty smart. You got one of those drones that go off and get stuff for you. Can I go ahead and see the license for flying that drone around? Yeah, and I'll show them my license. All right, what's the ranking on it? Three. Three. Go ahead, roll three dice. No, wait, I have to roll versus his. And yeah. You're average, and there are four, so that's eight. Three. <laughs> All right, so he sits there and he's just like, yeah, it's just going to take a minute as he's, he points his device at yours, runs the information, starts telling, yeah, just give me a minute. He starts to walk off. As it's running and whatnot, your car gets you a notice saying that it's about 500 yards distance away and closing. Okay, I'm telling it, have it pull up right next to me. All right, so, John, as you're watching this kid, the cop, you can see the cop through looking over your shoulder back at Jay's side mirror. You can see what he's doing. He stepped back. He's playing with his phone. He doesn't have his gun out. But the kid with the gun, on the other hand, is paying attention to Lucky, who's Lucky's now talking to the cop. Yeah, no, man, we were just waiting, you know? And the kid's now slinking up along the side of the van with his gun out by him. Oh, man. Oh, that kid's going to get himself killed. Yeah, um... Kill somebody. <laughs> man... Okay. I mean, like, I'm yeah. going to say something to the guy. I was like, what's the deal with the other cop? You can't see him because you're facing oh. the cop out this direction. You don't see him sliding along the other side of the van. Okay. 
he's trying to be cool, you know, just in case something happens. He's like second day on the force, or he just believes he's a superhero. Anyways, um, as you're watching a kid slide along the side of the van, John, you hear what sounds like whining, really loud, and then it it's like squeal, like a distant squeal sound, <laughs> and it gets louder and louder and louder, and then it doesn't all, sound like a squeal anymore. Not anymore. Now it sounds like a, a monster, and you can see at the, from where you're sitting at the. About the back of the van, that the hill goes down and then the road, you see the blue car come, but it's not pointing down the road. It's kind of pointing the direction of the road you're currently on as you see it drift around the side and start drifting up the hill before it turns straight and then comes to a slamming stop about a foot ahead of the actual van. The kid jumps. He immediately slams up against the side so you can hear something hit the side of the van as the car comes within like three inches of him and comes to a stop. The cop rushes around. He is at this point in time in, in the, near the front of the van because this is loud and fast mm-hmm. as the the blue, the evil blue car comes to a stop. Her name is Christine. Christine. The cop's like, what the hell? You... <laughs> well, the guy's te- they're technically speeding and he just ran a stop sign. So, I mean, he, the cop's going to be like, freeze! And he pulls the gun out on the car. That must be the car right now. And I'll ask the officer, officer, do you mind if I step outside? He says, sir, at this point in time, uh, you made three successes. He is flabbergasted. He doesn't know what the hell is going on. And so he's just going to stand there with his gun out, but not pointed at the blue car anymore, Christine. So, yeah, he doesn't stop you from getting out. Okay, so I'm going to open the door and I'll be like, yeah, um, that was, that's my pickup right there. I'm going to go. Do you need anything else for me? He's just like, yeah, whoever's driving this car is driving too fast. This is, this is not, the speed limit around here is 35. You were doing what? And at this point in time, he's kind of like walking toward the car and he's going to put the gun back. He's like, you were doing what? 70, 80 when you came around that corner? Well, there's no one driving the car, sir. He just then goes, what is it? One of those remote controlled cars? Those things are illegal. Yes. Are are they really illegal? Well, no, they're they're not necessarily illegal. He's trying to bluff at this point in time. I was like, well, I I wasn't the one driving it, but yes, it's a remote control car, and the owner of it had programmed it to head out here to meet me. What's the owner's name? I need his sin information. Jason Priestley, and I'm going to hand him... um, He's, he's a very wealthy person, and I'll hand him one of my cred sticks. Not cred sticks. Uh, uh, one of those things I have. I, IDs. IDs, yeah. Not my ID. Not your, you're going to give from your ID, the currently one you're running, to give him the Jason Priestley information. Yes. Okay. He's going to take the information, Jason Priestley, with the number you just gave him, and he's going to walk around to the backside of the car to run the license plate. Yeah, do you remember what the license plate on that car looks like? My character does. Yeah, there is not one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so the, at this point in time, what do you want to do? So I'm going to say, yeah, it's uh, the owner just bought it, from what I understand. Um, and... You, as you can see, it has no tag. He's just That's like, part of the problem. Yeah, he's looking We're it up and down. To, he does not look happy. It's not up to code, so I'm supposed to be getting it up to code. 
He sits there and says, this thing's not up to code? It's not meeting, it's not meeting, uh, current... Environmental requirements. Environmental, yeah, what do they call those? They, if, uh, emissions. It's not up to current emission codes. He sits there and says, well, I don't know, I've, uh, I think this should probably be called in. Hang out here for a minute, I'm gonna call this into the station. So he's going to take his comm link and walk away a distance. And the younger cop at this point in time is pulling back pretty quickly. Nick's going to be... Yeah, are you back? Are you outside? Or are you close to where Nick is? I'm outside. Probably, yeah, close to where Nick is. Because I'm in between yeah. the van and the car. Like, he's probably just going to suggest to you just make it drive off. Then there's the car chase. And then we can... Yeah, we're trying to avoid a car chase with the police. Well, no, not you, just Christine. Um, she can handle it. <laughs> well, I, I want to wait and find out what's, what happens first. All right, so the cop's going to walk off. Uh, he's going to come back, and he's going to hand you a ticket. And he's going to tell you that uh, this is the car you're going to work on. Um, because it has no license plate, but I can't register that it's not meeting environmental standards, but still at the same time it needs to be tested because there are laws for that. Here's a ticket for speeding and lack of a license plate. You tell your friend to get his car fixed, else we would catch it. We well, would... whose name is on the ticket? Um, Jason Priestley? Jason Priestley. Why are you giving okay. Just Because okay. the car's right there. He can't give it to Mr. Priestley. He's like, well... Actually, no, they would sit there and say, we will mail one to him. That's yeah. what they would do. Mm-hmm. They would mail a ticket. They'd be like, well, it's been handled. We've, we're mailing a ticket to Mr. Priestley for having an improper marked vehicle and all sorts of other stuff. Jason Priestley. All right. I'll let him know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the cop at this point in time pissed, gives you, got, gives you a ticket to a fake ID and uh, scampers off at this point in time. I guess I'm going to get into my car. Christine, yeah, and so Nick, are we going to push this any further, or are we getting out of here? He sits there and goes. At this point in time, he points out that uh, we've made enough noise and action. Lino might be paying attention, and he wants to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll drive Christine home, and I'll drop them off with or John. You know how to drive, right? <laughs> I I don't have the skill, but um. I'm pretty sure I could make it. Remember, your van has a pilot program, and it can drive itself. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'll just do that then. I'll have a program to drop them off and then come home. Okay. All right, so... Respectively, you guys are separated going into your different directions. We're going to do some quick roundabouts before uh, we call game. Because this is going to be some time for speed up and take care of other business. We would like to, uh, to catch up to the real world. Because that was January time when all this took place. This night of adventure. Mm-hmm. And so you got to follow Lino for a while. It's going to be making some cash money. you got to do some break and entering. Matrix runs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Some downtime. Some downtime is coming your direction. As you guys work with... Nick to help resolve some of his issues. The first thing, of course, uh, Nick is going to want to make a run on Fort Lewis. He wants to go dig out some more guns so he can sell in the open market. We'll get to that. 
Uh, what are the other things? He wants to pick up Lino. So people are going to have to uh, follow Lino and figure out Lino's current actions to see if you can't uh, get a moment to pick him up. Let's see, what was the other thing that was going to be taken care of? Ah, uh, yes, investigating the lipstick. Mm-hmm. So... And the video feeds. Video feeds and lipstick. Yep. So we're going to do some quick rounds, so who should go first? Do you want to go first? Sure. Alrighty then. So um, you get a chance to get back to your house. Yes. Crash. Yes. Crash hard. Yes. But you are not alone when you crash. Um, probably about 20 minutes after you come crawling in, so does somebody else show up to your place. He's tired as well. He's had a rather busy night. Because he just got back from... Uh, down south. Down south in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, a quick dive through the shower before you two crawl in the sheets. Do some uh, quiet smushing before passing <laughs> no. out. No, there's no... no, no just smushing. straight up pass just, out. Just straight up pass and out. And smushing is such an awkward word. <laughs> yeah. Smush, smush. That's how it works, right? No, um, but yeah, so. So, the, your comm link goes off at about 8.25. You're, as you're getting woke up by Nancy. Yeah. She says, sir, and says, good morning, Dr. Dalen. We have an appointment at 9.15 with Mr. Myers. You notice her voice is incredibly hush, and as you're waking up, you realize Terrence is also still in the bed. He isn't up first. I'm up first? Yeah, you're up first. When? Okay, so, uh, yeah, Sonny's going to creep out of bed. Okay. And, uh, get ready for her appointment. And this time she gets to work the coffee maker. All right. Yeah, I know, right? Roll reversal. Roll reversals here. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah, she's going to get ready to go, and... Uh, you slide into the kitchen. I'm mm-hmm. assuming at this point in time, since Terrence is here, you come into the front room, and uh, sitting on the table console nearby is Adrian, because he's still a factor in life for Terrence. Mm-hmm. So Adrian's sitting on the, the, the table. He's got a little console in front of him. He's already up. He's wrapped up in blankets with a headset on. As you come in, he waves gingerly from underneath, like, because you guys have restricted him from going back to school considering the last event. And I don't think you've decided to let him go back yet, or did we? No, well, no, I think we did. Okay, so yeah, Yeah. at this point in time, as you're getting up, he is also getting up dressed uh, and uh, making him some lunch as he's getting ready for going to school. Okay, and uh, yeah, so... She's going to get herself ready and get some coffee. And he's got his headphones on. He's yeah. just, he's just he's in his own world. little teenager okay. world. She's not going to, she's not going to bother him. She's still trying to wake up and, you know. Yeah. He, he, he sits there and uh, shows that he's made some uh, scrambled eggs with onions for breakfast. Hmm. So, you know, he's like, shows you breakfast, uh, scoops them out onto a plate if you want it, eats yeah. them himself, scrapes it in real quick, grabs his books, tosses in it. Gives you a wave as he heads out the door quickly. Hi, <laughs> way back. They're like, "All right, everything's." If there were any problems, he'd let me know. Hopefully, 
Yep. Otherwise, this is the best sneak out maneuver he's done yet. Exactly. <laughs> it completely looks like he's going to school. Yeah. <laughs> so, fooled me. But yeah, so she's gonna eat breakfast. She's gonna get dressed. She's gonna leave. Okay. To go to her appointment with Mr. Myers. Halfway dreading it. Halfway dreading it. You haven't seen him in how long? And uh, no, it's been a uh, probably a few weeks, maybe okay. maybe a month. Month at most, yeah, because it's probably a month, yeah. month basis. Yeah, he he's one of your best paying customers, though. Well, yes, he is because I charge him a lot. Him in particular, because there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> so, so you arrive at your office. Nancy yes. has everything prepped. The temperatures changed. The lighting has been set. You slide in quickly. Get downstairs behind the concealed wall. Bring up the little. A pad of information that's directed toward Mr. Myers, and as you've just settled into, I've got everything ready, and it's at least ten minutes away, Nancy pops in and says, Myers is walking in the front door right now. Okay, you can just send him down. We'll get of it over course. with early, hopefully. <laughs> of course. He has something with him. Uh, I've identified it as a, a tablet, a non-comlink offline device. Okay, this is new. Okay. So uh, she pops in, talks to him. You can hear the conversation. He sits there and he fiddles and fidgets with the thing quite a bit uh, as he talks to Nancy. Very large, broad-shouldered man, thick, squarish head, close-cropped hair just across yeah. the front. Is he, is he like a really big dude? Yeah, he's got a strength score of seven yeah. for a human. I mean, he's... Beefy. One step close to being orcish almost, but he's definitely human. So, Nancy opens the door, allows him to come down the stairs into your office, and uh, he walks in. Hey, Dr. Dalen. Good morning, Mr. Myers. <laughs> morning. I don't have long before I have to get off to work, so this is, uh, I figured I'd stop in and just say hi. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> At first I was like, just say hi. That's not how this works. Have a seat. He, he does. He walks what? over and sits with and puts his little tablet thing next to him. New toy? Uh, yeah. I've been playing with an offline device that's not connected into anything. I think it's kind of been a little bit therapeutic for myself. Um, before we start talking to any taps, it about me personally, I wanted to know if... Uh, my young friend has come by and seen you and been able to get some help because he's important. Um, she's gonna have Nancy pull up like a couple of the last appointments just to make sure that he's been coming to them. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's been pretty sharp. Yeah. The opportunity to expand himself and make himself a better individual. The kid looks like he's trying to squeeze and grab a hold of something in life because mm -hmm. it's been rough for him. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're an addict. Yeah. So Meyer sits there and says, that's good. I was, uh, I'm glad to hear that. But yeah, he's doing well. Much improved. Meyer sits there and goes, oh, good. I mean, he does well at loading, unloading fish and riding on the trucks. I mean, it's not a hard job. It's just you can't do, be whacked out on your head and Nova crack cocaine or whatever the hell it is he's smoking to kill him. It'll kill him. <sighs> Anyways, I wanted to show you what I've been doing. Okay, well, um, I'm ready. So he pulls out his little 
tablet and he, he sits there and hands it to you and activates the slideshow. When he hands it to you, you see a picture of the first one is a chihuahua. It is an adorable chihuahua that looks like it's in some sort of playpen. There's some toys nearby. It's definitely a younger looking animal. Uh, it's a puppy. It looks, yeah, it looks like it's a, in a pet store types. Okay. The next picture that it scrolls over to, someone has digitally edited in clothing on it. A little tutu to make it look like the dog's prancing. He sits there and begins talking about how he is starting to try his hand, and it's not good. It's actually kind of bad as far as it goes for photoshops. But he's photoshopping in little decorative clothes on the different animals. And so you begin perusing through this man's attempt at being an artist of decorating tiny animals in clothing. And the large burly man begins going through the descriptions of what he thinks about them, how he worked at this, and believe it or not, he talks about the number of hours he secretly spent at night and in the morning when people are asleep or away to decorate these animals in this collective of strange clothing. And how it has become somewhat of a subception, a obsession to where he's not going online and searching this stuff out. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't laugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be a terrible doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, where do you store this when you're not using it? Oh, I uh, generally keep it in a desk drawer at my office, locked. And if anyone asks, it's for important information and scheduling stuff. Since it's offline, nobody can hack it unless they physically get to it. And uh, I picked a pretty snazzy seven-number-letter-thing kind of uh, password. I see. Okay. Nancy puts the password up on your screen. <laughs> she begins posting like several options. Most of them are like tiny dog zero zero seven or something along those lines. Ah. Because that's what she's doing. She's like looking at it and kind of probing it. Right. But she'll stop if you tell her to. Yeah, she's just Um So this is your new outlet? Yeah, yeah. I, I gave it a try. I feel really good. That's kind of why I'm not thumbing through my comm link right now showing you all the stuff that I've been looking at because I haven't been looking at anything. I've been going to pet stores and Doc, I think I need to buy a I think I need to buy a dog. So at this point <laughs> this is where it like everything else, um you know, like the pictures, the the gifts, the horrible Photoshop, like, in her mind is like, okay, this is par for the course for this guy. Wait, you're getting a dog? Yeah. I think actually having a pet that I could... But see, the thing is, is that I don't... I couldn't... If my wife saw me dressing a dog in a tutu, she would lose her damn mind. Well, maybe you could talk to her about it. Maybe she would like to dress up tiny animals... So she pauses because it, oh, she almost starts laughing at that point and covers her mouth. Maybe. Hmm. So you think I should talk to her about this first? I'm, well, it would be better than just coming home with a dog without telling her first. This is a big step. Big step for you. Mr. Myers lowers his head 
it doesn't look like it actually owes because it's so thick, you know, you know, square shaped head. You're right, Doc. That makes sense. Looks as, look as a calming. I gotta get to work. The fish, but the boats have already arrived. The fish are unloading. I'm gonna be late. Okay. Well, he, this is a new development. If you need something, just give me a call, okay? He nods. He grabs his little tablet, sticks it into his pocket, and begins to head out. Puts his hat on. Keep, keep practicing that Photoshop. Yeah? You think I'm doing pretty good? I think you can do better. Yeah, I think so, too. Alright, the large burly man walks out the door. <laughs> John, do you remember who Mr. Myers was? Uh, yeah, he was the um, the guy who ran the uh, fish truck that I was doing guard duty on when I had my second encounter with the Tong. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want people to know that he likes small animals dressing up in cute clothing. It's not manly, so he thinks he thinks it's a problem. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, nobody's gonna say, "Oh man, that's terrible," because he can beat their faces in. <laughs> he thinks they will say, "Oh man, that's terrible," and so he's got a a therapist. He goes and speaks to about his what he thinks is an issue, and she says, "No, it's not a problem." He's like, "Okay, well, fine. I'm still gonna show you all this stuff, and I'm gonna pay for your silence." <laughs> <laughs> he just wants somebody to appreciate his art. Yeah. And his hobby. Yeah, well, it's gonna be fun. Yep. Alright. Um Did you have anything else you would want to do at this point in time? Because you're pretty much, you know, that was your little <laughs> no. no. Um no, she's just gonna go through the rest of her day and uh imagine this like now she thinks that he's actually gonna go out and get a dog and now like this is a big, a big improvement. She didn't even have anything to do with it. His obsession is becoming is it, a reality. Exactly. And is it healthy? I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't like it will probably get a big meaty fist in their nose. So, yeah, it'll be fine. Feel for his wife. She disagrees. <laughs> Booby doesn't like you. <laughs> Come here, Boo Boo. <laughs> I can only imagine uh, what he's going to... Come here, boo-boo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, so we're going to shift around to uh, Gears. Oh, Gears. Thanks for listening to the original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at OriginalBoxSet.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at Patreon.com slash OriginalBoxSet so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you next week, chummers. And now for all this legal dreck. Original Box Set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. 
The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to original box set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with original box set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.